You are listening to the Mill Sunday School Podcast. Isaiah chapter 8, and I'll encourage you to turn there in your own either Bibles that are on the tables or turn there electronically, um, because I'm just going to read the text. We're not going to put it up on the screen, but I would love for you to see it with your own eyes and to get into this book of Isaiah, because it has something to say about the topic this month, which is conspiracy theories. So, are you ready to read Scripture? It says this, Isaiah 8, chapter 8, verse 11. I'll give you another second to turn there. Um, Context of Isaiah is Isaiah preaching to a, a generation of his country, Israel, when there was a lot of rebellion, when there was a lot of, um, I guess, people like Babylonians and Assyrians, the wars and, and rumors of war and God having judgment on his people um, because of their sins. And Isaiah 8 says this, starting in verse 11, this is what the Lord says to me with a strong right hand upon me, warning me not to follow in the way of this people. What are those ways? Well, he says this. He says, do not call conspiracy everything this people calls conspiracy. Do not fear what they fear. Do not dread it. The Lord Almighty is the one you are to regard as holy. He is the one you are to fear. He is the one you are to dread. So this idea of like, don't, don't call conspiracy everything this people calls conspiracy. Don't fear what they fear is this this bigger idea. Don't dread what they dread, but fear and and respect and regard as holy the Lord. So let's pray. Jesus, we do welcome your presence here, your spirit here. As we talk about this um, seemingly elective topic of conspiracy theories, God, this morning, this bigger idea that you will pull us up out of fear, out of worry, that we will trust ultimately in you and you alone and this thing of fear won't bind us. This thing of fear um, will not get us down or allow us to be worried about something. But we will trust and we will receive your name and your truth and your spirit here. And so, God, we worship you and we praise you. And everybody screamed. Amen. Amen. So we're talking about conspiracy theories. Um, and I, the cover this month is, uh, or this t- today, is uh, if you Google search paranoia images, this is one of them that comes up. It looks like a very paranoid, it's like I'll see all the eyeballs painting. Uh, and I think I have a friend who knows that he struggles with um, paranoia and mania and takes medication for it and, and will go on these days or weeks at a time where he talks about how he will be manic. And during these times, he really thinks, like he'll get a call from an unknown caller and be like, this is the White House. Um, he'll, he'll talk about, people are always following me. Oh, I, ca- I can't talk about this right now because someone here might be listening. Someone might have planted a, a microphone. I just need to check. Um, legitimately, like, paranoid. And then he'll come out of that season of mania, whether it's a day or a week, and he'll talk about, I'm so sorry. That was just the mania. I didn't take my medication. I'm so sorry. I get very obsessive compulsive and mania and fear and just worry and, and, and just, and it just struggles with that. And I, um, never, I've never really experienced that except I was thinking back in history of my own life. And I thought about a time where I felt like this picture, like eyes were watching me and my head was just spinning. And it was uh, like a really stressful week in my life. Um, a couple of years ago, I, was, I moved from Colorado Springs to LA for a year. And then I ended up coming back, obviously. Here I am. Um, and, 
and so this week before I moved, it was just lots of details. If you've ever moved, um, there's just lots of stress, lots of loose ends to tie up, packing up your car, hoping your car is able to drive out to L.A., um, all these worries, all these stresses, saying goodbye to people. And what was weird is my friends and my family were acting so weird. They were acting really fun. I knew something was going on. I knew something was up. My fr- I would say goodbye to a friend, and he would say, well, I'll probably see you later. He's like, well, I'm, no, we need to say goodbye now because I'm leaving on Monday. He's like, well, I'll probably see you between now and then. He's like, no, you won't. I, I'm, I'm leaving. And it's just weird. And my, my, my family was like, make sure you do what you're supposed to do. You know, go with your friends on Sunday. And I was like, was, my, my family's never been overbearing. Like, my parents have never been like, make sure you do what you... It's just weird. Like, people were acting really weird the week before I left. And my, two of my friends invited me out to dinner and they're just really weird about it. Like, you have to come and make sure you're there at this particular time and we'll stay. It was just really weird. And I thought there's, as, as my head was just racing. I thought people are out to either get me. I just saw this, uh, anybody, a Seinfeld fanatic? Um, so I saw this episode of Seinfeld where they do an intervention. It's like when you, friends and family come together and they intervene on in your life because you're a drug addict or an alcoholic or something. Uh, I just saw an episode like that Seinfeld, there's an intervention. And so I was like, oh, maybe my friends are going to do an intervention. Who would we do an intervention on? I was like, maybe they're going to do an intervention on me. Um, and I was just freaking out and all these ideas. And I was like, why would I need the intervention? And then I, in my head, because my head was just spinning and like, I was like thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, a couple weeks ago after the meal, we went out to eat and I got an Arnold Palmer to drink. And an Arnold Palmer, if you don't know, is half lemonade and half iced tea. Is there alcohol in it? No, but it sounds like an alcohol. It's like Jack Daniels or Jim Bean or so, it sounds like an alcoholic drink. How many people thought that the first time someone ordered? An, anybody else? So it's just me. Anyways, um, I got an Arnold Palmer and I was like slamming these things. I had like five of them or something. And someone asked me, "It's like how much alcohol is in an Arnold Palmer?" And instead of saying none, I was like, "Not much. There's none in it." So I was th- in my head, I was like, oh my gosh, some of my friends think I'm an alcoholic and they must tell the other friends. And, and so they're going to intervene. And like my head is just spinning. I'm feeling like this. And I get to this dinner with my friends, uh, two friends, and it was just them. And so I'm like, wait, this isn't the intervention. And they were just being extra weird. And like after we ate, um, they were like, want to go on a hike? And I was like, what? I know, I don't have my hiking stuff. And no. And they're like, well, we got to hang out till this certain time. And I was like, what? This is so weird. Um, and, and so I was, I was just like, I'm, I'm going to go home. I'm stressed. I'm, this is weird. And so, so they were like, well, you have to wait here because, well, we got to let the cat out of the bag. Back home, a bunch of people are planning a surprise going away party for me. And I was like, oh, oh. It all makes sense now. They don't think I'm an alcoholic. They don't think they're not conspiring against me. They're planning a surprise party. That's why they were acting weird and saying they're going to see me again. That's why my parents were making sure I was doing what, according to the plans. And then it all made sense. And, and so like driving to my house, then they, the surprise was ruined, but as comforting in my mind. So driving back to the house, I see like the quintessential cars parked far away, um, Someone was coming late, and so I saw it was Glenn. You guys know Glenn, the pastor downtown? Glenn was Glenn coming in late. So like, I was driving, and I saw Glenn, and Glenn looked, and he saw me. <laughs> and so I'll never forget, he like dives behind these trash cans. He's like hiding. And I just drove by and like waved. <laughs> 
And so I go, and everybody else was already there. Surprise! Going away party. And Glenn comes in. He's like, I'm so sorry. I ruined the surprise. Uh, I was like, no, you didn't. Actually, the friends that I had dinner with ruined the surprise. But anyways, I remember this feeling, like thinking back to that week. I remember this feeling of just like paranoia and like putting together these dots. If, if like a dots and I connect the dot a thing uh, are like facts. I was like connecting the dots and trying to figure out why my friends were acting weird. And then like they're trying to overcompensate. So they're making me feel like, no, I'm the weird one. It's like, no, I, I mean, just felt paranoid. Um, and I think I'm going to make this connection later on that a lot of conspiracy theories, if you think about the quintessential conspiracy person, like wearing foil and always looking around, thinking that someone's going to get them, aliens are going to get them, the CIA is after them, the White House is calling them, There's a lot of fear. There's a lot of paranoia that surrounds that. And so um, this bigger idea that I'm going to conclude with today is that as Christians, we believe God is in charge and we should not be overcome with fear. um, But of course, the sovereignness of who he is. So uh, welcome to the Mill Sunday School. If you're new to the Mill Sunday School, uh, we don't usually talk about conspiracy theories. If you're like, so this is what you guys do? No. So, well, this month, yes. Um... Anyways, we'll get to that. So if you are new, uh, there's uh, papers on your tables that have like a little welcome card, looks something like that. And you can fill it out and bring it to the nice people as you leave. We have gift bags for you with a, a book by our senior pastor called Sons and Daughters. I think there's a CD in there that has a worship song from The Mill on a Friday night. And of course, The Mill is the, the department, the college in 20-somethings that hosts The Mill Sunday School. But of course, you don't have to be in your 20s to come to Sunday School. Um, we don't card at the door. You can be older or younger. Anyway, so this month we are talking about conspiracy theories. Um, I found this uh, graphic on the internet. Um, it's all these different ideas. There's the, the, the Nazi symbol and presidents and the NWO, New World Order, and um, the temple with the eyeball thing and the Illuminati, uh, all these different little images. And a couple months ago, like here's the reason why we're talking about conspiracies this month. A couple months ago, uh, the Mill Sunday School leadership, we were meeting, we were having a conversation about like, what should we talk about in the summer? We should talk about some fun things. We ha- will have just come off this 10-month series on systematic theology. So let's have some fun. What are some fun topics we could think of? And somebody at this meeting months ago said, conspiracy theories. And it was just like, everybody was like, oh yeah, we could talk about this and that. And oh my gosh, it'll be so much fun. So here we are. Um, And in researching this uh, for this month, a lot of doing a lot of research this week, I've found that conspiracy theories, while it might be fun to think about, like just make fun of people, uh, it's not that fun when you get into this world of conspiracy theories because there's so much worry. There's so much paranoia. Um, there's people who really believe in some of these things like aliens are out to get them or the government is going to do something really bad to us. Um, and people get really worried and people take this stuff really seriously. Um, and so just to warn you that uh, as fun as I thought this topic was going to be this month, there's some pretty serious themes here, specifically about worrying and that not being of the Lord that, that are going to be bigger things that we talk about. So I want to give you a chance to maybe talk to some of the people at your table. If you're at a small table, just jump right in and, and meet some people, make your uh, tables a little bigger. And I want you to come up with a definition. And it's perfectly fine if you Google definition, uh, what a conspiracy theory is, um, but then add to it. Like what, I, I'm going to go around with a mic and 
ask you questions like, what are the elements that make a conspiracy theory a conspiracy theory? Um, and so that, that's what I, I'm getting at. Like, what are the elements? What are the big pictures? It's like all conspiracy theories seem to have these things in common. So what is a conspiracy theory? Discuss this at your table. Ready, cassette? Discuss. Go. All right, I have a microphone. I would love to hear some of your responses as to um, what's a big idea, what's a big element of something being a conspiracy theory. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> Cassie, a couple hands, good. Yes, Mr. Higgins. It involves at least two people. Ooh. Me- meaning that it's, it's a group of people that are conspiring or right. supposedly expiring. Uh, like yeah, yeah, the definition of conspiring is just like two or more people doing something. Right, yeah. It's never just one person. It's always a group of people Good. that are doing something. Yeah, so it's more than one person. So a conspiracy. So if you and a friend decide, let's go rob a bank, um, that would technically be a conspiracy to go rob the bank. Um, but then... Let's take a little further. What are, but that's not a conspiracy theory, is it? Um, so what are some more elements? Uh, you have one, Sarah? This is our favorite topic. <laughs> we, we decided that it was um, when a group of people get together and an event happens and they use that to cover up, or people think they're using that to cover up another event. So there's cover up, mm-hmm. there's secrets. Good, yes. Deception, Mr. Tips. I believe it's the theory of a hidden agenda. Hidden agenda, secret stuff. What else? Anybody? Anybody? No? I, th- I mean, I think we got the majority of what we wanted to say. There's, there's more than one person. There's a, it's a conspiracy to cover up something else. There's a plot. There's deception. There's, um, I think that there's like a connection of dots. Uh, and I'll get to this idea in a second. But there's like this theory that comes before observable things. Let me tell you what I'm thinking and saying. So this is uh, a type of inductive logic. This is science, for instance. A good scientist will make observations of the natural world uh, and, and come up with patterns and then hypotheses, and then test those hypotheses, and then come up with a theory. A very bad science would be to do this in an upside-down fashion. To come up with a theory and then go out looking for evidence. Go out observing things to find evidence for the theory. We could think about this when we think about um, like how we study the Bible. When we study the Bible, we should study it um, inductively, we should just read the Bible, have observations about the Bible, then come to conclusions and theories about how this world is ordered or how God is, who he is. Um, I think it's bad um, when we have a theory about something or a theory of the Bible and then go to the Bible or go to the real world to find observations that match that theory. Does that make sense? It's the difference between inductive and deductive reasoning. And so um, I think a lot of what conspiracy theories are is coming up with a theory and then going to find evidence for that theory. Like I could say something crazy, but then go try to find evidence for that. So I could say something crazy like everybody in here in the middle Sunday school is a girl. And then I could be like, oh, there's a girl. There's a girl. There's a girl. There's a girl. It's like, look, everybody in here is a girl. It's like, 
uh, no. Like, what about this guy? I was like, well, this guy, he's, he's probably actually a girl, but he's dressed up like a guy. And you're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Like, you came up with a theory before you even looked around, and then you're trying to find evidence and cram it into that theory. It's a very poor way of doing uh, reasoning and, and coming to conclusions. So, Here's some of the examples of that. Maybe the, the moment you have all been waiting for where we mention some of these conspiracy theories. And these first ones, I'm going to list a couple, quite a few actually. So these are popular conspiracy theories not related to Christianity. So we're going to mention them now, but then at no point this month are we going to come back to touch, uh, talk about them, to touch on what they're saying. We're just going to mention them right now because they really don't have anything to do with Christianity. And then I'm going to give you a discussion question and say, well, what conspiracies are related in some way to Christianity? Which ones should we spend a little time on? So these first ones are just to get our, um, I guess, the memory juices flowing and thinking about conspiracy theories. And it's a little fun to talk about some of these, but we'll go quickly. So the first one, I'm going to to stick to some local ones first. Um, Anybody know what this picture is of? The, the demon horse at DIA. Um, raise your hand. This was totally new to me. Um, but raise your hand if you've heard of the conspiracy of Denver International Airport. Look at all the hands. This is ridiculous. Um, uh, so there's a couple different layers of conspiracy. If you don't, if you're not familiar uh, with the conspiracy of Denver International Airport, they they usually go back to either this horse the demon horse, <laughs> or it goes to, there's some paintings, some murals, and there's, like, if you go to the Denver National Airport, there's markings on the floor and just random things in different languages. And so people have thought, oh, those, um, oh, and the fact that the, the, if you look at the Denver National Airport from the sky, uh, it looks kind of like, I don't know if you can make it out from where you are, but the, the runways kind of make a swastika. Um, so anyways... Uh, people have put this together and, and the, made the illogical idea that beneath the Denver International Airport is, of course, a prison or a city or uh, a secret hub for the President of the United States or aliens uh, under there. Um, and, and so there's this whole conspiracy about what's going on in the basement of the Denver International Airport. So they're not collecting your luggage down there. They're actually hosting aliens or a city down there. Anyways, so that's conspiracy number one. Conspiracy number two um, that we'll, I'll just mention is this guy. It's UFO Phil. He wants to build a uh, temple uh, pyramid on the top of Pikes Peak so that aliens can land on it. Have you heard of this? Anybody heard of this guy? Not as popular. Okay, I'll, I'll just move right along. Uh, but it, it turns out that he's a comedian, and he does this just as a hoax. Um, but I'm not saying it's, it's, it was aliens, but it was aliens. <laughs> Anyways, moving right along. This one's probably one of the biggest conspiracy theories uh, in our generation, our parents' generation. Um, maybe our parents' generation uh, was the conspiracy theories surrounding JFK's assassination. A second gunman, who did it, why did they do it? The Bay of Pigs, uh, the Castro, uh, was it his vice president? They just wanted to be president. What? There's lots of conspiracy. As soon as you get into this conspiracy world, you can't ignore this one, the JFK assassination. This next conspiracy theory is probably one of the biggest. We talked about it a little last month, and it is Calvinism. (laughs) 
Just kidding. I kid the Calvinists. Just seeing if you're awake. Um, moving right along. Uh, zombie apocalypse stuff. Anybody familiar with this one? Um, <laughs> like you're excited about it. Um, so supposedly there's conspiracies surrounding a a virus that maybe the government has or maybe somebody has and they could release this virus that makes everybody go crazy and hungry for other human flesh and so they will come and they will get you. Um, and there's, there's, to me, it was just like, oh, this, that's just a funny Hollywood, funny movie idea that movies can be made out of. But there's legitimate like websites and people that are like, no, really, when this virus is released and people are turned into human-eating zombies, uh, we need to protect ourselves so they have different things in their house and weapons and, and thinking about the zombie apocalypse that's coming. Um, that, I mean, talk about something that will get you crazy with fear is the idea that this could actually happen and people consp- have conspiracy theories about it and lots of fear surrounding this thing. Um, another one, more, maybe more of a hoax than a conspiracy theory, and like where do we draw the line between hoax and conspiracy theory? Not totally sure, but the idea of Bigfoot um, <laughs> or the Loch Ness Monster or uh, maybe aliens could be in the same uh, category of like extraterrestrial or other species um, and there's hoaxes and there's people like doing things for attention like look I have Bigfoot's arm he's like actually that's not Bigfoot's arm that's just a piece of plastic with hair covered on it um, anyway so there's like hoaxes and conspiracies there's of course one of the biggest uh, ideas when you talk about hoaxes is people think that the moon landing was a hoax and they're like look the shadows don't match or why is the flag flying if there's no wind in the moon um, or different theories and thoughts about the moon landing being faked and so there's that a conspiracy theory or a hoax and, and they're like well the government's you know planned the, the hoax of the moon landing to pacify people and blah 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 um, and then talk, starting to talk about that, we get into the, just this big idea of like the government is out to get us. They're putting something in the water, like fluoride in the water, to pacify us. They are like whenever you see see a plane flying, there's always like a trail of smoke, and that smoke is actually gases to to keep us pacified and to um, keep us from hurting each other. Or so, so I don't know. There's theories about that. Um, there's sadly enough, there's there's conspiracy theories about how the government planned like school shootings and like they actually carried it out so that i don't know there's conspiracies about that sadly enough there's conspiracy theories about the people think the u.s government was actually in charge of the 9-11 attacks taking down our own buildings killing our own people for some end like the war in iraq and then there's related to like oh we were just there to get oil and then that goes right into like uh conspiracy theories surrounding big corporations like Coca-Cola is still putting cocaine in the Coke, or they're doing subliminal messages to keep us consumeristic and greedy so they keep buying our product, or oil companies have huge reserves that they're not sharing with anybody just to keep the price up, or lots of conspiracies surrounding Monsanto and the food and how they're controlling us with the food or the government. Um, Lots of conspiracies, lots of reasons to have lots of fear and to be paranoid. Um, I I put the the sweet quote on the back of the notes is by a satirical um, book called Catch-22. It's kind of an interesting book. Um, But the quote is, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they aren't after you. It's like paranoia on top of paranoia. Um, So this idea of conspiracy theories 
I'm going to argue and try to give you this analogy. Jordan, uh, there's Jordan, he came up with this analogy. We were meeting and talking about this uh, the other night at Sunday school leadership and talking about conspiracies. He talked about this idea of like this connecting the dots thing. Anybody play the connecting the dots thing when they were a kid? So here's, uh, there's some really good ones out there where you don't really know what it's going to be until you start connecting the dots. Like this one I found on the internet. Uh, anybody have any clue what that one is? Jesus, that's, that's always a good guess for the answer to a question in Sunday school. Uh, anybody else? Jesus? Uh, mermaid? I heard mermaid. I, I could see that. It's like, this is a pretty good one. Um, me and Adam, we're, we're, I was trying to develop this analogy, so I was printing off different uh, ones. And he was like, where'd you get this, bro? I was like, off the internet. And you're like, are you sure this isn't going to turn into something dirty? <laughs> It's like, actually, I, I don't know. Um, we started tracing it, and here it is. So you could see it now. You're like, oh, I see it now. It's kids playing soccer. There's the kids on the side. The things at the bottom were cleats. Um, it's a pretty good one. So see, there's the before, there's the after. So it's, oh, I could, I could see that. Um, so consider in this analogy that I'm trying to share with you right now, and hopefully this will make some sense, um, that the points on the Connect the Dots would be facts. These would be ideas. These would be things you read about, things you see in the news. And if you connect these dots in a logical way, in a manner that you're supposed to connect them in, well, then you would see what we just saw. You would see the, uh, let's see, where is it? Oh, that's what you would see if, anyways. So if you start connecting the dots, um, you don't find soccer players, but maybe you would find, so Ellie Smith, she, I was like, Ellie, think aliens and conspiracy theories what can you draw out of this using the dots, like connecting the dots? So she made the DIA airport with some of the dots. She, did, she made Jesus holding a baby, which is this conspiracy that Jesus and Mary had children, and then they would be half gods or something. So that's up there. Of course, the alien ship and the alien face, and then you have the, the, the pyramid and the eye of providence. Um, and so you're like, oh, this, this is how someone— if you're just full of fear and paranoia and just wanting to connect dots and in your head already is this theory that aliens or the government or big corporations is out to get you, well, then this is how you could potentially start connecting dots. You're like, look, this dot and this dot match up. It's like, that's not at all what you're supposed to be doing, but that's, that's the dots that you are connecting. You're taking these bits and pieces of evidence and observation and putting, forcing them into a theory that may or not even be there. So that, there it is again. So I think she did a good job, don't you think? Look at that. And then that, here's what it's supposed to be. Let's see, where is it? Uh, oops, where is it? Oh, there it is. That's what it's supposed to be. Uh, there's the dots. There's the UFO stuff. Pretty good. So, Here's a discussion question, another one for you. Um, so we just talked about like JFK and aliens and all that stuff. So I want to know from you, so on your, on your tables are a little note card, three by five cards. Um, so at your table, write down one conspiracy. Um, one of, so as a table, kind of decide on one that we should talk about in here. What is a conspiracy somewhat related to Christianity? Because we're not going to talk about the Denver International Airport again. It's not worth spending our time as a middle Sunday school but what, are, what is a conspiracy theory that is related to Christianity that we should develop in some way? So, ready, cassette, and so just one, write down one, and then we'll hand these in, and we'll talk about them with the rest of the month. Ready, cassette, go. Incredible. Let's see, zombies. So, he's got a, a zombie and then a verse. My verse talks about zombies. 
And then somebody said the Bible code. I think we'll talk about that one. Uh, and then the conspiracy that, that Jesus either didn't exist. What, what you guys got? What is it? Noah's Ark was one of many arcs. I've never heard that one. That's a good one. What do you got? Resur- oh, the resurrection was faked? That's, that's similar to like Jesus didn't even exist one? Yeah, that was mine. That was yours? You, you got a card for it? I spelled resurrection wrong. So okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, the Dead Sea Scrolls. Conspiracies about that. What do you guys got? The Shroud of Turin. Any, any, anybody else? Now, if you're still writing, you can... Um, I'm not, we're not going to talk about these today. Did God create the universe in six days? Uh, Jesus and Mary Magdalene, conspiracy theories. Um, so if you're still writing, um, you can pa- either pass them forward or you can just leave them on your table. The Bible was just made up to keep people moral. Oh, end time stuff. The Ark of the Covenant and like Indiana Jones. You have another one. Oh, there's two tables. Got it. Um, let me go get Aaron Higgins's. Let's see. Oh, the Shroud of Turin. Oh, the Masons, Secret Societies. All right. And then the Nephilim affecting man causing floods. All right, would you pass? So um, pass them forward, and maybe Higgins, if you could collect them, that would be awesome. Theory that Jesus' disciples stole Jesus' body. So we got some good ones here. Um, And so I'll look at these, um, and the ones you're turning in, um, give them to Aaron or Adam Molesky, and um, I'll look at them this week. But here's a couple I wanted to mention um, that we will talk about. These are, these are ones worth talking about this month. Um, and so I think I've made an argument, hopefully, that you know, the JFK assassination conspiracy um, isn't really w- what we should be doing in here this month. It doesn't really have anything to do with Christianity. Um, but this one does. Like this one is, um, anybody read the, the book uh, by Dan Brown? The Da Vinci Code, or watched the movie a long time ago, anybody? Um, that one had a lot of uh, seemingly uh, conspiracies related to Christianity, like the Jesus and Mary Magdalene. It had um, some secret organizations, secret societies like Opus Dei. I think they mentioned Illuminati, maybe. Um, and th- so that book and some of the conspiracies surrounding that book, it'd be good to talk about those, to clear some of those up and kind of talk about them. Um, so that's one we might touch on and get into this month. That's one of the ones um, that I remember spending a lot of time on, because I remember when the book came out, um, Christians were like, don't read it, it's a devil book. Um, and that, that is just fuel for it to be the bestseller uh, on the New York Times list, because as soon as people are like, don't read it, just take, next time this happens and a book comes out that's kind of anti-Christianity, just say nothing. Can we do that? Just say nothing. Don't blog about it. Just ignore it. And that's, that's what they don't want you to do. It's, what's, it's when we as Christians start saying, don't read it, and making a big deal about not reading it, that everyone goes out and, of course, reads it. 
Um, so anyways, that's just a side note. But I remember um, people asking me like, hey, have you read that book? There's this theory about Jesus and Mary. Is that true? Or there's this theory about uh, Constantine and the Council of Nicaea and the books of the Bible are just made up. Um, there's, there's theories about Jesus' divinity just being made up. What do you say about all this, Joe? You, you know something. And so I went and read the book and, and researched some of this stuff. And so maybe I'll share some of those findings um, this month, because I think it's interesting as bigger ideas to revisit, even though it's not that popular anymore. The book is kind of old now. The movie already came out. So anyways, that's one. Another one is this. Anybody recognize what this could be? Some Hebrew, some... Yeah, the Bible code. I heard it. So this is uh, this idea that I think I'll spend some time on this next time, that... Um, this, this conspiracy theory that um, people or maybe God himself conspired and, and put things in the text of the Bible. So when you lay out Bible and you, and you organize it in a, in a certain way, then you can find words and patterns in the Bible code. And you're like, ooh, that sounds interesting. Um, and so books have been written about it, Bible code 1, 2, and 3. I got them all at my house. Um, <laughs> and cracking the Bible code, and the apocalyptic code. And I really got those books after the fact just because it was so silly. Um, Because the idea is that you could predict the future with like finding codes and words in the texts of the Bible. Um, And I'll talk about that in length maybe next time and talk about how, why that's so silly, um, other than the obvious reason that it's just silly to think about. Um, But the fact that you, you could kind of, the gist of it is that you, because the Hebrew uh, language is it's only 22 letters, and there's no vowel, vowels, um, you could kind of make any words you want out of consonants. And anyways, I'll talk maybe more about that later. Because um, I think it's in certain pockets, it's still kind of a popular conspiracy theory that we could predict the future um, with the Bible code. Does anyone see, probably very few of you saw a movie called The Omega Code? A couple of you, sweet. Um, it was a book that came out right before the Left Behind series, kind of taking all that energy of like um, the end times and making, it was this idea that you could take the Bible code and make an Omega code that would like predict the events of the end of the world. Anyways, conspiracy theory nonetheless, and one that we might spend some time on um, this month or next time. Another conspiracy theory, I saw it somewhere in here. Someone mentioned that some sort of idea about like science and this idea that scientists are out to get us. Um, that scientists, um, I, I saw this documentary, it's called Conspiracy Road Trip by the BBC. Anybody ever see that? I think there's a couple episodes out. It didn't do very well, apparently. Um, and this idea that they take people who believe in conspiracies, take them on a road trip, show them different things, and they interact, and they try to convince them that their conspiracy theory is silly. Um, but one of them was on, like, uh, they, they took a bunch of uh, creation scientists, six-day literal Christians, like maybe many of you, put them on a bus and, and tried to show them the Grand Canyon was formed after a long period of time. And they had this conspiracy theory that science was evil, that scientists were out to disprove God and would use any means necessary. So, they, so scientists are faking evidences. Scientists are evil. Scientists are trying to take God out of school. And it's this big conspiracy against scientists. And maybe some of you, maybe there's, maybe there's some of you in here that think like that. Maybe there's some of you in here that are um, 
Like, yeah, maybe science is out to get us. And scientists, I think I've heard that within the walls of, of church and Christianity before, that science is out to get us. And then sometimes it's exaggerated to the point of like, no, scientists are, you know, out to destroy. All of them are. And the evolution thing and the, the you know, the how old the earth is thing. And they're all out to get us and disprove our Bible. Uh, and that's their only agenda. So we'll probably spend some time talking about that. This conspiracy that science is out to get us. Another one that's maybe quite popular within the walls of the church um, is maybe an over-realized, uh, like a demonology. So there's different pictures of demons doing different things. And of course, this um, we as Christians believe in a spiritual world, a demonic world, uh, good and evil spirits. And so part of this is based upon some truth. Um, but I think there's, there's a conspiracy that happens, a conspiracy theory that happens, maybe within Christianity, where this is like over-emphasized, uh, over-realized demonology, where it's almost like God really isn't in control. Who's in control are these demons uh, always watching us, and we can't, maybe you've heard this before, like, don't pray out loud, because those demons will be able to hear you. Um, and you know, even though Jesus prayed out loud and taught us to preach, teach, uh, pray out loud, we would say, no, don't pray out loud because then demons could hear you. Then they could get you with your own words. They could mess you up. Uh, and there's lots of people that get into like spiritual mapping and like finding out like where occult activity has happened. It's like, oh, this is a, a stronghold. And you know, what's interesting is there's some truth to that. Of course there's demons in a spiritual world. The Bible talks about strongholds. But I think there's this over-realized demonology when people think that there's a dualism between good and evil and that somehow maybe good won't win, that the demons will win. If, if we do something like this or that, the demons will get us. They're always watching us. There's a lot of fear and paranoia. So we might talk about that a little bit, this conspiracy theory of, um, uh, I guess, demons getting you. And then, let's see, I think this is the next to the last slide. Um, one of the ones that I thought of that would be worth talking about is maybe the secret societies uh, some of them spiritual, some of those religious uh, secret societies. This is a symbol for, anybody know? Freemasonry. It's the, uh, it's the compass and the square. Um, and so there's lots of theories. I think Freemasonry is kind of falling out of popularity amongst a lot of conspiracy theorists, mainly because Freemasonry, there's just, the, the numbers are depleting. It's like the only Freemason you know is like your great-great-grandpa was a Freemason. There's not that many um, members of Freemasonry anymore. It's kind of declining. Um, but another popular secret society, of course, is the Illuminati. Have you heard of that lately in the news? And it's like conspiracy theories. There's YouTube videos about Beyonce being Illuminati or all kinds of weird stuff. Um, so anyways, there's the conspiracy theories surrounding maybe somewhat religious uh, or anti-Christian or even satanic secret societies. And I think we'll spend some time this month talking about those, uh, maybe debunking some of the ideas or um, just, and I think I really want to debunk this idea that we are to live in fear of these things. And maybe right now, like I imagine there's some of you that are a little bit into this. And, and so even now, just thinking about it, like, oh yeah, the Illuminati, they, you know, I, I have heard some stories about how they're in control and that they're out to get Christians or they're out to control the world. And that just brings fear. Um, so I want to conclude with this idea that I think hand in hand, going hand in hand with conspiracy theories and fear, they go hand in hand. Like I, I heard a quote that said, uh, what a bread machine is to yeast, conspiracy theories are 
to worry. A friend of mine who I've been emailing said that. And I said, yeah, that's very true. Like, conspiracy theories just kind of help us worry. And we're not supposed to be worrying. Um, I, I was thinking about what I was going to say this Sunday throughout this week and going back and forth on different ideas. And then I heard the message that was spoken on Friday by uh, Daniel's parents, Becky and David Grothy. How many of you were there at the mill on Friday? So they, they did a great job covering this passage of text that Jesus speaks in Matthew chapter 6, where he says, don't worry. Don't worry about tomorrow. Consider the birds. Maybe you see a bird out there. You know, they don't labor. They don't, uh, they, they don't store things in barns, but God feeds them. And so just like them, don't worry. Um, have no fear. God is in control. So they spoke on a passage, and I thought, that really resonates with this whole idea of conspiracy theories, this whole idea of worrying and paranoia that comes uh, so many times hand in hand with conspiracy theories. Because here's a point, um, and it, it seems very obvious to me, um, but I can't think of a conspiracy theory that is good news. Every sp- conspiracy I can think of ends with like, someone's out to get you. Something is out to get you, out to control you, out to hurt you. I can't think of a conspiracy theory like, hey, guess what? Guess what they're doing in the basement of the Denver International Airport? They're packaging food for homeless people. Ooh. They're like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not a conspiracy theory. That's just like, oh, that's good news. Or another one I thought of, um, guess what the government's doing? They're storing up money, and they're going to give every kid a lollipop and a puppy. You're like, oh, well, cool, I guess. And you're like, is the, is the puppy actually a bomb? Is the lollipop poisonous lollipops? Um, no, they're just going to give every kid a lollipop. And you're like, oh, well, that's a conspiracy, I guess, that the government's saving money to give every kid a lollipop. But that's kind of like... Oh, okay, cool, whatever. That's, that's not, there's no fear. There's no grip of fear on it. Therefore, you wouldn't want to research it. You wouldn't want to pass it on. You wouldn't want to talk about it. Um, or like, guess what they're doing in Area 51? Well, scientists are getting together and they're trying to grow plants um, that we could end the problem of world hunger. You're like, so? Who cares? <laughs> like, that's, that's kind of like, Good news. That's not a conspiracy theory. I mean, it's much more juicier. It's much more like rumor uh, and gossip ridden when you're like, guess what's in Area 51? Well, there's, there's aliens and they're going to be out to get us and they're planning a destruction of this world and we got to get them before they get us. Or like, guess what they're doing in the basement of DIA? They're, they're, they got aliens and they got a prison. They got a city down there. They got bunkers down there for when the bombs come. They got zombies down there. Like that's like, ooh, 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 let's talk about that. That's, I mean, I've never heard, so the point, obviously, I'm hammering home and beating a dead horse now, um, figuratively, um, that there's, conspiracy theories aren't good news. Every single one of them that I can think of has some element of people out to get us, people out to destroy, people out to hurt either us as Americans or Christians. Um, so it, it goes hand in hand with worry. That conspiracy theories are, uh, to use my friend's quote again, what a bread machine is to yeast, conspiracy theories are to worry. So I want to conclude by reading and reminding us of, of Jesus' words. These were the passage that uh, we, was talked about on Friday night at the mill. It's the passage, by the way, that uh, Brady Boyd is going to talk about here if you go to the second service. It's a passage where Jesus says, don't worry. It says, therefore, I tell you, 
Do not worry about your life, what you will eat and what you will drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Those are important things, food, drink, clothing, shelter. But Jesus says, don't worry about them. Don't even worry about those important things. Is not your life more than food and your body more than clothes? And he says, look at the birds of the air. Maybe you could see one outside. They do not sow or reap or store in barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you more valuable than they? Can you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? It's like, no, worrying actually, you know, if we look at stress and what it causes, worrying can actually take days off of our life. Um, and then skipping down to verse 33 of Matthew chapter 6, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So let's conclude in prayer. And, and just, God, we tell you that you are holy and sovereign and in charge. You are a good God who cares for us as, as the birds of the air are cared for. And God, would you take away worry? Would you take away um, any sort of tendency that we all have to, to be paranoid about the future, to be paranoid and worried about things that could destroy us or hurt us? Lord, I pray that you would bring us uh, peace. Bring us thoughts of your goodness and your joy upon our lives. And as we leave here, I pray that uh, we would be covered with with blessing. We'd be covered with this idea that you are in control and you are a good God. So we worship you and we praise you, Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Thank you for listening to the Mill Sunday School podcast. You can find more information at www.themillonline.org.